Yo, hey. This don't make it sense when you realize the lies. I hate to say it, but your protesting is ill advised. You put your life into the hands of a bunch of silly guys. It's a contradiction if freedom has to be legalized. For example, when a cop shooting a black man, you focus on the racism, ignoring all the statism. Holding signs, riding, it's not about to save him. Cause you must have forgot that that's the power that you gave him. Hello, everybody. And new day, new name, new episode of this podcast. Hope everyone is doing well today. Hope you're having a wonderful Friday morning. Thank God that it's Friday. And I am just in a mood to talk. I need to talk. I need to talk to you. And there's a lot that's been going on lately. And I had a really interesting political discussion recently that I kind of wanted some of you to be privy to because I'm going to speak extremely generally and not give any specific names, so no problem. First of all, credit goes to Eric July and Backwards for the new intro. Really good music put out by the band Backwards. Not at all, not at all affiliated or a sponsor of this program, although I would love for it to be. Oh, man. But... These friends that came over, this was the 21st, 24th, 24th, that's when it was, came over and we had a really good discussion. And I just asked them, zoom out with me. Think about this from like 30,000 feet, you know, forget the, forget the 5,000 feet of what's going on in America necessarily, although what's going on in America is, is what we were focusing on, but I also wanted to look at just the whole world. But look at what's going on in this country look at what's going on in the world as if you're like an alien arriving from a different planet or as if you're looking at this just as objectively as you can what is going on what is humanity doing what is taking place and i got two answers either western civilization is just falling period blank like not sure what's going to happen next western civilization is falling or Western civilization is probably going to fall. It's either going to fall or it's being restored. But regardless, whatever comes next is going to be better. It's going to be some post-Western civilization set of ideas, set of ideals that are going to be so much better even than what we thought we had. It's important, I think to keep the long game in mind whenever you're talking about anything political related, politics related, politically related, there you go. Keep in mind the long game. You really don't want to be so afraid of, of what you can see on the news and what you even see on your phones, which frankly, what's the difference at this point? You don't want to be so afraid that you vote for something evil or surrender your freedoms without knowing that that's what you're doing. And one thing that I'm very cautious of, politically speaking, and again, I've told you, I, at least I think I've expressed on here, I have, yes, the last episode. I think I said this in the last episode, that I am not a non-voter, but I am becoming more and more skeptical of voting because it's democratic in nature, and democracy is... Uh, Democracy is such a twisted system because it sounds like the people ruling themselves when you have, oh, rule by the people. And that's really not what it is. But what I'm saying is, 
I'm very cautious of, Glenn Beck talks about this in his book, Cowards, progressive left and progressive right, which has been happening for a while. We're not talking anymore much about constitutionalism versus authoritarianism or libertarianism more accurately versus authoritarianism. I wish we were. It'd be better for the country because of the libertarian philosophy being so good, but we're not seeing that. We're seeing, well, we're progressives here, and we want to make things happen here in this area of the culture. And then you have people saying, well, we're progressive here. We want to make things better in this area of the culture in the, basically the opposite way. So like, what this means is someone might say, we want to make it illegal for like gay activity of any kind, gay marriage of any kind. Just make it by the books by law illegal. Then you have another one that says, well, we need to have the government make it legal. And not only that, there needs to be anti-discrimination laws that forbid you to discriminate. In neither situation, the government is not the call. It is not the answer. And not only will it fail at doing this, not only is it ineffective, but it is morally wrong for the government to act when it is based upon the initiation of force. And so we have to be so careful right now that we don't end up giving more freedom in the future. For instance, one thing that is tempting, very tempting, is if either Trump or DeSantis runs for the libertarians to want to get behind him because of his stances on COVID, which frankly are not bad stances. Overall, from what I've heard on COVID, he's very much for freedom, for saying you can get the jab, you cannot get the jab, and you're not, you can't, you can't be forced to wear a mask if you don't want to, is the other thing that I've at least heard him talk about. I don't know if legislatively that has happened or not, but keep this in mind, because we don't want to get so eager to vote in someone like DeSantis or Trump for the second term that they get in and make bad decisions. For instance, who made Operation Warp Speed? Who approved this vaccine? And when you look at the efficacy rate, it's not a vaccine. Vaccines give you immunity. There is no, the efficacy rate on this thing is so low. So that said, it is an issue. It is important, but we don't want to be so eager to vote in somebody to stop something bad from happening that we lose sight of the long game. And again, you have the jab, you have warp speed, and you have these, two, like, I think at least one $2.2 trillion stimulus package signed by the Trumpster. He's the one that did this. It's on him. It's, on, it's at his feet. And he signed at least one stimulus package. I think it was more like two or three. And then, obviously, the Democrats want to spend more. But the Republicans don't have much of a leg to stand on. They can't say, no, we're against that, when they literally two years ago did the same thing. That's wrong. Not quite two years ago. It's not quite April yet. But I made an episode. In fact, I think it's the first episode of this podcast where I critiqued Trump's policy on the first stimulus package. And that's wrong. We can't land ourselves further in debt and enable the government power because we're so eager to get rid of Biden and Harris or to get rid of tyrannical COVID policies, which again, COVID policies are very important because we're still dealing with the effects of this, but we can't lose sight of the long game. 
So I wanted to say that to caution you, first of all. But usually people listen to this show as well for some kind of a review of what's going on this week. In the news by the Daily Wire, report call between Biden and Zelensky did not go well, but Ukrainian and American officials deny anonymous leaking by Tim Meads on January the 28th, 2022, today. President Joe Biden chatted with Ukrainian President, oh man, I'm going to really brutalize this, Volodymyr Zelensky to discuss the potential military conflict between Ukraine and Russia on Thursday. But according to a report citing anonymous sources, the call did not go well. CNN first reported this story on Thursday evening, causing both the White House and the Ukrainian government to respond and dismiss any anonymous leaking about the call as completely false. The call reportedly lasted one hour and 20 minutes and was described as candid by the two leaders. But the two countries reportedly did not see eye to eye on how much a threat Russia truly posed. On the call, which the Ukrainian official described as long and frank, Biden warned his Ukrainian counterpart that a Russian attack may be imminent, saying that an invasion was now virtually certain once the ground had frozen later in February, according to the official. Zelensky, however, said his position was that the threat from Russia remains dangerous but ambiguous, and it is not certain that an attack will take place, the official said. CNN's Alexander Marquardt gave more insight, claiming that sources told CNN that Biden told Zelensky point-blank that Ukrainian was about to be, quote, sacked. Quote, a Russian invasion is now virtually certain once the ground freezes, Biden said to Zelensky. A senior Ukrainian official told at M. Chance CNN, Kiev could be sacked. Russian forces may attempt to occupy it. Quote, prepare for impact, quote, Biden said, according to this official, Marquardt tweeted. A Russian invasion is now virtually certain once the ground freezes, Biden said to Zelensky. A senior Ukrainian official told at MChance CNN, Kiev could be sacked. Russian forces may attempt to occupy it. Prepare for impact, Biden said, according to this official. So I just read the tweet, but it's the same thing as what was quoted in the article. Back to the article. That tweet prompted White House National Security Council spokesman Emily Horn to deny those words were ever said by Biden. This is not true, Horn rebutted. President Biden said that there is a distinct possibility that the Russians could invade Ukraine in February. He has previously said this publicly, and we have been warning about this for months. Reports of anything more or different than that are completely false. And she said that in a tweet. Anonymous sources are leaking falsehoods, CNN reported that they were told by a White House spokesperson. For their part, Ukrainian officials also denied the report, claiming that CNN's reports were completely false. President of Hashtag Ukraine spokesperson stated that some reports regarding today's conversation of President Zelensky and President Biden are completely false. He also encouraged to carefully treat all information in this troubled time, especially from the unconfirmed sources. And that is from a tweet by the UKR embassy in USA. I assume it means something like government of the Ukraine. In an attempt to set the record straight, the White House released the following readout of Zelensky and Biden's phone call. And you can look this up and read it yourself. That's how the article ends. It has the some kind of a... It looks like it's just a statement. It's not actually quotes from the phone call itself. 
But yeah, look this up. Report. Call between Biden and Zelensky did not go well, but Ukrainian and American officials deny anonymous leaking by Tim Meads of the Daily Wire. I don't know. To me, Biden is really doing some funny stuff here because on the one hand, he got American troops out of Afghanistan, which was a disaster and how he did it, absolutely. I wanted us out of Afghanistan. I think, honestly, Trump did too. But uh, I, I think either Trump didn't have the force of will, which is funny to say, or he didn't know how to get Af get troops out of Afghanistan safely and effectively. I mean, it's clear that Milley apparently and him discussed it, but Milley at that point just revealed he didn't know what to do because of leaving all the equipment and Trump said he realized he was an idiot. And then Milley clearly runs the show and leaves equipment behind in Afghanistan anyway. And so it was done disastrously. People were left in Afghanistan, but they tried to act like, oh, we, what we accomplished was just historic. It was just so good. And no, not really. And so on the one hand, you have that, a withdrawal, which was necessary, but not done the right way at all. In fact, it would have been better if we hadn't done it. If, if the option is to keep troops in Afghanistan or to withdraw the way that we withdrew, it's really close because I want a troop withdrawal, but not done like that where we then jeopardize people. And then the fake news that went out and said, oh, there's no people there. It was just pitiful. So you have that on the one hand, which was kind of dovish, but like foolishly dovish when it comes to foreign policy. A dove compared to hawk. Then you have this going on, which sounds to me like Biden's trying to stir something up. Trying to stir up the Ukrainians and say, oh, you're, you're going to have a war with Russia. You better look out. See, this is what's funny too, is I've noticed that there's a whole lot of what the... What Biden does is something he accused Trump of doing. I've just noticed that repeatedly. Like, he actually seems to be a racist, or at least was. He actually is a cold, mean person. And Trump probably was too, but Biden is just as bad. And you name it, there's just a list of collusion, colluding with China instead of the accusation that Trump colluded with Russia. And... But this, here's the thing, because of this, I think Trump, uh, I think uh, Biden has his guard up and he's really trying to stick it to Russia and beat war drums with them and intimidate them. And I mean, Obama did this too. I think this is when the Crimea got annexed or maybe it was a different time. Obama said some things about Russia in a way to try and save a rattle. And I just hope it doesn't end up with people getting killed because even though Trump was kind of unstable and crazy with his tweets and his speeches, he didn't do anything like this. I mean, he said things like fire and fury, but he did it with a plan in mind to intimidate North Korea and bring them to the table and he ended up doing it. I have no such faith in Biden or Obama or Harris. So that's the recording of the week. I hope that the rest of you have a good evening. That's it. Catch you on the next episode and bye.